All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to Real Life, a podcast from the Nation Network. I got 50. I got 50 for days. Brought to you by Finning Canada. The parts you need when you want them. You're listening to the Real Life Podcast, and finally, boys, the band is back together. It's like when Wham! broke up, and then the third Wham! guy was thrown into the river, and then George Michael shaved his beard all closed. The other guy, well, what did he even do? Well, I didn't know there was more than three, two people in Wham! There was only two. Was there's test. really only George Michael. There's George Michael. Going. Holy cow. Yeah, no, there's only two guys. Okay. Welcome back. You're still sharp. Yeah. You still got it. You're still I know dialed my in. Yeah. Sharp as a tap. Those voices. That's Bag Milk. That's Wanya. I'm Majo. You're yeah. listening to Real Life Podcast. Fitting Canada. One point kajillion billion parts to serve All you. the parts. Unbelievable. Uh, you were in Las Vegas last couple weeks, and obviously I think we have to speak about what's going on. We're not going to spend too much time on it, but clearly there's some terrible shit going on right now, and we feel like we should at least mention it, both abroad and in our own backyard. Well, we're debating it right before the yeah. show came on board. Like, there's nothing worse than having somebody who's like, "Oh, I've got a podcast about hummingbirds." Therefore, here's my thoughts on the political party situation. Like, who cares what you think? However, I think uh, you know if you drive a U-Haul truck through the front door of the Pine, thankfully it didn't occur. I mean, that couldn't be more close to home for you know people at Oilers Nation than if you drove a U-Haul right through our front door. Right? I mean, yeah. the guys working at the Pine. I can tell you, Friday and Saturday, sight unseen, who's on the front door of the Pine. Uh, you know, real good friends of ours, right? Guys like Rick and Eric and 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 Mark and you know, guys who are uh, you know putting it not necessarily their lives on the line, but they're the ones standing outside the bar keeping all the riffraff out. And then to have a U-Haul truck go whizzing down the alley at seventy kilometers an hour. I mean, the amount of times I've spent teetling around in that alley looking for girls to talk to, like that's a high density area. And the fact that only two people got hit and no one was seriously hurt is a miracle. We've had events at the Pine a lot. And I can think of countless times where there's been 10, 15, 20 of us in the alley just yeah. bullshitting, yeah. just, you know, just talking about whatever and trying to know. strategize how you're going to get in. Yeah. And it's like, it's one of those things where, 
normally this kind of stuff is kind of at an arm's length in a sense where you're looking at it on social media and you're looking at it on the internet and you're looking at it on TV, but it doesn't really happen here. And then when you kind of see that stuff happen here, it's it's alarming, it's jarring, um, especially since Wanya said the pint is essentially well, home, it's our office, yeah, home too for most home of away us. from home for so, you guys, right? It's very odd, especially even just to consider that we've got our season launch party happening there on Saturday. So today, I was getting some messages on uh, on Twitter. I was getting some DMs just asking, "Are we still having the event next Saturday?" And the answer is, "Yeah, of you course have we to. are. Of course we are." I think that it's a it's one of those things where. We've seen so much stuff in the news now, it's almost becoming cliche, like, okay, we change all our Facebook profiles to the colors, and then we go and do this, and we go and do that, and, you know, I think for a lot of people, this is, like, a really right in the home. I mean, Nation Dan was in the bar when it went down and whatnot, like, you can't get any closer to home for, for a guy like that than what happened to him, right? Yeah, so we said we're not going to spend too much time on it. We're going to come back, we're going to have some fun. This is the Real Life Podcast. I do want to say yes, one thing. before we take In all of this time. craziness. So, Constable Mike Chernick, the- right? Let's put him on a statue. The fucking toughest guy. He is. He gets hit by a car. He gets stabbed seven times. He has the presence of mind to jump up and like note where the guy is going. Like Edmonton's finest is like not enough of a term to describe this. The man's a superhero. Oh man. And the proceeds of our party on uh, Friday are going to go to 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 him and his family and whatnot. But like. I was talking with a buddy on text who lives down the States, and he's like, yeah, I heard about Edmonton. Like, then I heard about the police officer basically like Terminator taking a car to the thorax and seven stabs and popping up. I'm like, yeah, that's unbelievable, the toughness. If this happened to Liam Neeson in a movie, yeah. you would say, oh, yeah, okay. But it happened here, and yeah. the man is a it's unbelievable. Well, and you can't say enough about the police force, right? The fact that it's like, hey, there's a crazy guy over there, and he's doing crazy things, and people are running towards the situation where, like, every fiber of your being is telling you to run in the opposite direction. So we'd be remiss if we didn't uh, congratulate him on his speedy recovery and the fact he's already out of the hospital. Like, what? Yeah, he's, Come on. he's a badass. There's no badass. Other way to say it. So thank you to EPS. Deserves a statue and a park and another thing. And a th- If he's listening, come out to the pint on Saturday night. We'll yeah. buy you around a drink. And if not, we'll be in touch with you because uh, we're going to be raising some dough up. Because the last thing you need to be worrying about when you've got a quadrillion stab wounds and a car injury is how are you going to pay for your Netflix bill or however... Unbelievable. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so we're going to take a break, come okay. back, fun mode. Good things. You're listening to the Real Life Podcast. It's late, and you just finished a full day of work. Your equipment is done for the day, and tomorrow bright and early, you start all over again. You know what you need to keep it running smoothly, but there's not a break in the schedule to make that happen. With over 1.4 million cat parts at your fingertips on parts.cat.com, getting that part just became easier. Any device, anytime, anywhere. Get what you need, when you need it. Order today. Parks.cat.com We're back on the Real Life Podcast and Bag Milk. What do you think of the interrogation room we're in? The this, first thing you said, you felt like you are in like the principal's office. I know, I felt like I did something wrong. It's Where fantastic. did you go to school? KGB headquarters? <laughs> You've never been in a principal's office It's this small and padded and locked and filled with excrement and <laughs> it blood? It is locked, yes. Actually, the weird part about it was when I was in grade 8, we, I went to school. The school I was at was basically a bunch of portables shaped in a U. Sure. And sure. at the back That's end life of, at a religious colony, I suppose. Exactly. Eh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and at the back of one of the portables, which was my grade eight, like homeroom class, there was like, I want to say a closet, a storage closet. And I was a disruption in class all the time. So that moved, is a shock. They moved my desk in there. 
So I had to sit in this closet that was this shape and like what what is this six by six kind of room? Like this is a tiny room. Yeah, probably. So I was sitting in that tiny space and I was allowed to come out for lessons, and then I had to go back into my little closet. So you were the Harry Potter of your school. It sounds like I guess. I guess, wow. I've never seen Harry Potter actually. Oh, really? congratulations! Thank you. Yeah, really? no, that's good. Well, I had so many Harry Potter notes for this podcast. So <laughs> when yeah, I was it, a youth, my parents came to you, uh, very young youth, came to parent teacher interviews in grade two, and all the little desks were lined up in rows, and then there was a little desk pushed against the teacher's desk. <laughs> and my dad said that I proudly walked in and went, "Hey, there's my desk up there, and there's the lady that works with me," and pointed at the teacher. <laughs> my dad was like, "Okay, there you go. I know how this interview is going to there go." There she works with me. At least he didn't say for me. That would have been uh. a little bit more cheeky. But we have stuff to talk about. We've got serious shit to talk about because it's fucking hockey season. Finally. Thank God we can turn off all this misery and get back to some happiness. The Oilers take on the Calgary Flames who will have old man Yager on the roster this year. Unbelievable. Okay, we're going to get into a season preview. But first, what were your guys' first reaction when you saw Yarmer Yager taking his talents to Calgary? I was just annoyed. Every guy I wanted the Oilers to go and get and approach and sign and trade for, the Flames got them all. Hamannick. Uh-huh. Fucking Spencer Fu, hometown sure. guy, goes uh-huh. to Calgary. Right. Yager's uh-huh. there. Like, come on. Rather they, than you- having the island of misfit toys with young people <laughs> and elderly men, how about we have Connor and Leon and the boys? Who cares about these idiots? This is the type of long shots used to keep us entertained in the decade of that darkness. True, right? like, but to your point, the Oilers making long shots, though. They could have brought in a guy like Yager in a one-year deal and kept Yamamoto down in junior where he probably believes, God bless his soul, he's doing amazing things. I still think he should be in junior. They don't have a lot of options on the right side, so it would have made sense on a one-year deal. I don't know, man. I just feel like it's 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 Yager. I mean, he's still in impeccable shape. He's still a productive forward. It's a little bit more of a sideshow than I think we need to have up here. I just never thought there'd be a day where Yammer Yager would be part of the Battle of Alberta. Like, sir, that is a weird kind of yeah. – the first time he puts that jersey on, it's going to be a weird kind of getting used to. I think it's good if you're the Flames and you're probably going to come in last in the league and you got to learn how to draw some ticket holders into some your crappy old arena that nobody wants to replace. Maybe you've got to bring in a circus freak like Yager and dress him up and dance him in front of the locals. The traveling Yagers would have been interesting to see, though. In Edmonton, all of them lined you know up what? there. If they wanted to bring in Yager, remember when they wanted to bring in Yager to play with Hemsky and mold him? We're I like, Yager, you're way too old. And that was like <laughs> 20 years ago. It's funny. To, strong. What would that have been? Like 2007, eight around there? I feel like it was around that time. And a then a decade ago. A decade ago, we were talking about Yager being too old to play with Hemsky. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. That's one dynamic. I don't think he'll be in the lineup on opening night. He's still trying to figure everything out. Is but that right? We do have opening night Oilers. Well, flames. let's talk about the Oilers. Yeah. We were talking last week, Bag Milk, about how we had going to do like crazy prop bets and crazy predictions. Ooh, gambling. I like oh, it. Oh, yeah. The whole thing. So, Maz, you're the pro. Yeah, I wouldn't say that. You want to lead this round yeah, let's table? Let's start off. Uh, let's start with uh, Oilers in in the division. They finished with over 100 points last year. Do you think this is the year they finally win the division, or is that still oh, finally? Does that two st- years ago? I'm like, I hope they don't kick us out and make us play in the K. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Are you, we finally going to win the West? Do you think they win the Pacific Division, boys, or is that still does that road still go through California? I think the battle is going to be between Edmonton and Anaheim. And I think that is going to come down to probably like the last two or three games of the year with Edmonton coming out on top with 104 points. One up on last year. Holy mackerel. Someone came prepared points. for this uh, 104 points. I think the Oilers in the next 
handful of years are going to win a Stanley Cup. And the fact that I always think that has no bearing on the <laughs> fact that that's actually going to happen. I don't think he can be – got to learn how to manage expectations, right? And, like, if you're going to be miserable every year except the year they win the Cup and then when they do win the Cup, you're like, yeah, but how are they going to sign their fifth D? What with this crazy cap and shit? I don't want to go into it with any expectations necessarily, right? I think that Connor's going to break 100 points again. I think the Oilers are going to break 100 points again. And if they get to the second round in the playoffs and allow me to get first-round drunk – Great. I don't think that we need to ha- come into the season like crippled with like ridiculous expectations. Yeah. What do you think, Mash? Uh, I, I, I don't know if they can win the division. Just because I said last week a couple weeks ago, just a lot of things went right for them sure. last year. No sure. serious injuries. Yeah. Uh, Connor was able to play every single game, so a lot went right. I think they're going to maybe take a, like, a minuscule step back in the regular season. And by minuscule, I mean they still finish with over 100 points. Maybe 101, 102. I, I'm not ready to crown them division champions just yet. Wow. I still think one of the California teams, just for whatever reason, pulls wow. something out of, out of the air end. So I think the Oilers finished second in the Pacific Division, which I believe is the same as last year. Yes. There's yes. Like a, but I, yep. I think this is arguably the highest expectations most people have had probably since like 1989. Top of the division. Well, think 87, man, <laughs> yeah. probably. Like after Gretzky gets traded, the whole city's in meltdown, everyone's tripping. And then I don't remember what happened in 89 because I was like, Prepubescent, but they then, lost to the Kings. They rallied, LA rallied down from 3 1 to beat the Oilers. Son of a Why bitch. isn't that talked about more, by the way? No, I kidding. know they still won after, but you blew a 3 1 lead to the guy you traded. Oh, hold on, hold on. So they were down 3 1. They came back Sorry, and the Oilers. They were up 3 1 on the Kings. Right. And they blew that lead. In but 89. they defeated him in game seven, though, or lost the whole thing? No, they lost it all. Son like Gretzky beat them in his first year against Unbelievable. them. Unbelievable. Ah, yes. Like how this news is just getting to me. Like, <laughs> what? Yeah, I, oh, I, Does Brownlee know? <laughs> yeah, Brownlee knows. Oh, okay. Yes. But yeah, a lot went. I think this is the highest expectations because then you had the the 90 year and everyone's like, oh my God, Messier and the whole thing's coming apart and blah, blah, blah. After that in 91, then they get swept by the North Stars in the conference finals. And then it became Crumb Town. I hope we don't lose David Oliver for the next decade. Oh, good. And then that turned into Crumb Town of we had a real (laughs) Cinderella story in in, in 06. Like even in the 90s, late 90s and the early O's, when we were going first and second round and we had reasonable hope. Ain't nobody talking about no Western Conference no. champion Connor McDavid season three, 20 years old. Like I thrived on those first rounds against Dallas in the oh, early two thousands. That's all anyone had of a certain age. You right? were just like a guy at a blackjack table with a dollar left and he'd already stood up and you were just waiting to see if you got one more hand. Oh yeah. That's Still right. going strong. So Whereas well, now there's like a reasonable expectation that they're yeah. gonna go in there and kick some serious ass. And it's not just in Edmonton too. It is league wide. Yeah. People that cover the, the you cover the NHL, cover sports are aware of the Edmonton Oilers. Um what about the seventeen eighteen version of the Oilers? Are you excited about? Is there one one certain item that you're jumping that I can't wait to see blank do blank? I'm just gonna get this out of the way. I can't wait to see what Connor does. Every blank you could do in a Mad Lib, the answer is Connor. Connor? I can't wait to see what he does. Yeah, it with assists, with skating backwards, with running in the stands, with driving fancy cars to and fro the arena. There's no part of his life I don't want to see in 3D. The fact is, he's gonna get better. And that's a reasonable expectation yeah. is that he's going to somehow get better. He yeah. could get faster. He's going to get stronger. And I just imagine he's going to lift off at some point. I heard that he had his skeleton replaced with titanium bones over the summer. He so his collarbone can't break again, right? Like, that's not cheap. But when you got 100 mil coming to you. The one, I'm excited to see how this team reacts now with a target flat out on their back. Sure. You know, last year, they were maybe a little bit under the radar. Everyone knew McDavid was going to be great. But now the secret is out. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows that McDavid is really good. If they didn't know before, they know Leon Draisaitl's really good, right? Yeah. They know that their defense uh, has been improved besides the injury. They know that it's not a guaranteed hit night when you're going to come into Edmonton and just run them out of their own building. No, people no, know no. this team is tough yeah. again. So just to see the kind of fight and push they have. 
the fact that there is now a target, a massive target on their back. Now. There's also nothing anyone can do about Connor running roughshod over the league. Yeah, that's the that's, other nice thing too, right? Like, oh no, we're ready for Connor McDavid. Oh, you're ready, are you? Uh huh. That's like when the Tiger Woods first started getting yeah. good, and they Tiger proofed the courses, and he still shot 700 under par, and found time to take home most of Perkins. <laughs> to tie it into like another sport, like. Tom Brady, it's the same thing. I think we're ready for Tom Brady. Are you? Are you? And then he marches down the field. Yeah. I'm not sure they right deflated now. their ball 1%. <laughs> so that's the one thing that honestly jumps out to me, that there's a target on their back, and we'll see what they can actually do. Uh, what addition, what part of the Oilers heading into the season are you shaking your head at, or maybe you're slightly nervous about or a little apprehensive about? Is there anything? I see you're shaking your I head. I shook about nothing. I'm yes. not worried about nothing. <laughs> we'll go buy 10 more Connor McDavid jerseys and wear them all at the same time. <laughs> for me, it's just... Like Mash said, I think they got really lucky last year. Everybody was healthy. They only missed one game in their top six. That's a little bit of a concern. Uh, I'd like to see. I, I'm hoping guys like Matt Benning and Darnell Nurse can step up for Andre Sakara because he's going to be out until about January. That's a big. That's a big. Injury. That's a big loss. Um, they didn't really do much to fill the hole because. But I also understand that Shirley wants to see what he's got back there. Yeah. Um, so I guess that would be my concern. Maybe a little bit of depth on the right side. See how the D goes on the probably the five, six, seven slots. Yeah, on the back end, but that's pretty much it. The care is the captain, right? He's ninety-seven. That's right. Oh no, that's <laughs> the other guy. So who gives a flying shit about Sakara? I'm not worried about it. Yeah, we lost our one D, but we still have our one C, and the one C is the one C for the league, and it's going to be fine. What a C he is! Oh, isn't he though? He is. A, he is a it is a big C. loss losing Sakara. There's no question. Being facetious is what we have to do, and moving on with life. But I don't think that. You know, maybe a better backup goalie so Talbot doesn't have to play 84 games in an 82-game season might be helpful. But these are tinkering things that you can get done, right? It's not before. Like, what are your problems going into the— Well, the starting (laughs) five don't seem to be good. I don't like any of the (laughs) AHL team particularly. Like, the building blocks now, with the Oilers last year in the playoffs, they felt like they went through every kind of playoff situation you could go through in the first two rounds. Like, we're down by a lot. We're up by a lot. We gas a lead. Then we stomp the team next game. Like, they're just going through all the different scenarios, gaining all that experience. And now it's basically, can they put the puzzle pieces together in a timely fashion and peak at the right time in the next eight years? And the answer is, of course they will. So let's all sit back and have a $40 beer and wear $90 gear and relax. The uh, thing that's really interesting to me as well is Jesse Pugliarvi got sent down to Bakersfield this week. Four or five years ago, that doesn't happen. He's just going to struggle it through with the Oilers yeah. regardless. He's of got what's an happening. A in his jersey by this point. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. They had no other option, so it just shows the growth of the team that they're getting better, that they don't have to rush guys that aren't ready, and it's nice to see. Well, now, speaking of Pugliarvi going down, and he's great, the most expressive face in the NHL wow. by far. Did our boy Yamamoto just wedge himself in like a common wedge of cheese and now he's going to play? What the hell just happened? Well, the next question I was going to ask is, with the roster basically set, what surprised you? I think the fact that he's had, and by he I mean Yamamoto, one of the best training camps I can remember in a long time. The fact that he played himself onto this team. He played better than a handful of guys on this roster. Oh, yeah. And he said he wedged himself. Well, didn't he bloody, him. wasn't he tied for the preseason scoring lead? A goal scored with Austin Matthews. Yeah, he had five. Now, quickly, Maj, who, who was the Oiler? Who? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> At Crumb? Yeah. Who was the guy a few years ago on the Oil who didn't, wasn't there like one preseason dominant player like a few years back? Magnus Pajarvi Svensson. It was Magnus. He got a, he got a hat trick oh, against yes. Tampa Bay, and I was like, oh, this guy's going to be good. This yeah. is it. We talked to him on the show, and I said to him, I thought you were going to be amazing. He's like, oh, I did too. <laughs> we talked about that last show too, yeah. Matt. So what we're going to do now is just we'll have a segment called Talking About the Time We Talked to PRV Svensson, where I'll tell the same story. <laughs> be like, remember I asked him when he was going to be amazing? Remember? Yeah. But the fact that Yamamoto, like really, he 
earned him he earned himself a spot on the club. I think that's the only way to say it. I don't know if he's going to get more than the nine games for they burn uh, the year off his entry level deal, but the fact that he has a Yamamoto had a lot working against him oh, heading into this camp. His size, his genetics, his conditioning, <laughs> yeah. his overall skeletal structure. And just the fact that you said, like, they don't need him here right now. But yet he found, made himself very useful. He has a really good hockey IQ. That's one that really jumped out to me. And I'm really curious what we see in those nine games. Now, is it going to be nine straight games? Are they going to give him a break here or there and kind of spread those out? I don't know. But I think that's one of the biggest stories Heading into training camp, if you're looking for something, heading into camp and now heading out of it is that's a roster move that really jumps out to me. Well, we don't, we normally have like that proxy PTO that the OL signs some guy to, so guys like us can just be like, "Oh my God, can you imagine if all of a sudden Van Beesbrook came out of retirement and played for the OL? Yeah. Remember how great he was for Florida that one year? But this year, like it wasn't really required. And then a guy like Yamamoto comes in. I love him preseason watching Oilers in their first preseasons when you have zero expectations yep. and just following him around. I remember the one time LaRock's first preseason, he lines up with a guy who didn't know LaRock was left-handed. Ooh. And then LaRock, like, clapped this guy through time and <laughs> space, and it was like an episode of Quantum Leap. Um, but the Yamamoto was another one of those moments. I saw him come out and I'm like, look at this little guy. There was a guy on the other team too. I can't remember what game was Vancouver when Vancouver was playing against the, the good ones are in China. There was a guy on Vancouver, even smaller. It looked like, I'm like, Oh, look at that one. Then look at our guy. But our guy is tough. Our guy is the heart of a lion. Our guy was going into the corners other Oilers never wanted to go into. And he's the size of a flea. It's amazing how smart he is on the ice as well. He's darting into the right areas. Like you said, he's not scared. No. He's shifting in and out of traffic. Mm-hmm. And when he gets the puck, he's going to do something with it. For me, it's going to be really interesting to see how these actual NHL games go as opposed to preseason. I was at the game against Carolina last Monday. And everybody was just kind of going through the motions. Yamamoto looked great. Yeah. Because he's trying to get something done. The mm-hmm. veterans are kind of like, ah. Speaking of which, I did not know that loge seats came with a waitress. Buddy, that waitress oh, is, I'm sending my. her through college. <laughs> I, I didn't know that was coming. So our bill was substantial. You should see during the playoffs when they know when to hit you up for times. And like oh, every time yeah. there'd be a goal, she'd be just appearing over her shoulders like, what do you think, boys? Another round of million-dollar shooters? <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. Whoa. Oh, you're, that's living. And it you got an office living. chair? Don't you feel like you're the GM in those seats? I'm like, get Philadelphia on the line. I've got a deal to propose. I assume somebody was going to ask me for a scouting report uh-huh. or something. Like I was uh-huh. filling out paperwork. I don't know what I'm doing. There's a nice little table there. I've got 65 Caesars in front of yeah. me. Solid marble table. Great living. Sounds like that server is really doing her job, keeping you keeping you hydrated. Throughout oh, they the know game. what they're doing. They're very. It's a well calibrated machine. Up it there. may have been preseason, but not for her. Mm-mm. Oh she no, was a regular season for him. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Um, off season is ended. How would you guys rate Peter Shirelli's work this offseason? Some people, some people, I'm trying to put this properly. A lot of people think he didn't do enough, but as Wanya will probably say, he has Connor McDavid. He didn't have to do shit this offseason. Well, he had to do some stuff. He had to get yeah. old Neon Leon locked yeah, up had, to a— Yeah, he had some contract work to do. But how would you rate the work that Peter Shirley did? Do you think on paper the Oilers are better now than Game 7 against Anaheim in the semifinals last year? On paper, are they better? To me, on paper, no. I'll just, I mean, Strom for Eberle was a downgrade offensively. Yeah. So on paper, no. What about the juice? Okay. You see Jokinen? Oh, yeah. He's out too. <laughs> hey, Let's bring him loose. back. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really like UC Jokinen as a sign. But you, so Strom plus UC Jokinen doth not subtract on Eberle? No, to me, Strom does not equal Eberle. UC Jokinen and Pouliot even out on that left side, despite the fact that Jokinen is a much more versatile player and also costs a fraction. Yeah. So in that sense, he came out a side, uh, ahead on the left side. On the right side, I'm not so sure. 
Now, because this podcast has zero structure and we've been told by many people in the industry your podcast needs more structure, let's just flip over. When I saw Everly go in top cheddar there for the aisle, didn't you feel like a gal or maybe a guy, however you want to do it, who the, the, the girlfriend or boyfriend you broke it up with and they've moved on, now you're looking on social and they're doing the things that you used to like when you were attracted to them in the beginning, but you know how the story ends up. You just and, described that meme, didn't you, of the two guy and the girl walking away and the guys looking back? Didn't that what you just described? But no, no, no. Oh, I don't okay. feel but like to a point, but I don't feel thrilled. I'm like, oh, yeah, I've seen some dirty top cheddar goals in a 5-2 loss many a time. Like, if you want to see those goals not that it's Everly's fault right I mean thank god he's still scoring goals in a 5-2 loss but I was like I don't really care I would bet Jason Greger's money that Everly will have a better year this year than he did last year I think last year was more of a down year where it's just it all's gone wasn't his thing the dream was over, right? I mean, if, as much as we all bought into the the Hall, uh, Nuge, and Everly dream, how much did they buy into it, right? That was their whole lives, 24 hours a day for six or seven years. I think last year the bloom was off the rose. Who would have expected, say, 2012, 2013, the last man standing of Eberle, uh Hall, Yak, Schultz was... Was young Nuge. And Zach Cassian would be a fan favorite with the Oilers. It's bizarro world. Hamburgers eat people. You wear your pants on your top (laughs) and your shirts on your legs. Who is going to be the MVP not wearing number 97 for this team this year? Because I think there's two options that jump out. 33. Yep. And 29 in Leon Dreisaitl. Yeah. I think those are the two big names. Who do you think is going to have be more important to the Oilers' success this season? Call me a diehard. Say, Say what you will. I'll argue with Gregor when he hears this. I'm, oh, he I'm, won't hear this. I'm betting on my boy Nuge. <laughs> Believe me. Nuge, really? I think he's going to... Last year, he had the worst shooting percentage of his career last year, coupled with, I think it was like the second most shots. You know, get a Puberty, little evening man. out on that. His and- hormones are raging. You know, he's at home doing God knows what after he the game. He knows games. he's going to get a car soon. That's right. That's right. I just think he's going to have a much better year. I think he's going to be back up over 20 goals, probably mid-50s, close to 60 points. I think he's going to have a good year. Because I don't care about numbers or logic, I feel like they got to keep the Nuge around, man. they got to keep one of the four around for the eventual ascent into the pantheon of teams of legends. you got to have one guy there who's passport stamped. You can't throw the last decade of rebuilding completely out the window. Who's left if the Nuge gets dealt? Like, who's the longest-serving oiler right now? I think it might actually it might, be Nuge and Hopkins. It might be Nuge. Because it was ever. Eight-year-old's the longest-serving oiler? Yeah. The Nuge isn't the longest-serving anything. <laughs> He was drafted in 11, yeah. It was probably Ryan Newt Hopkins. I'm sure someone can correct us if we're wrong, but yeah. I'm, oh, no one's listening. It's fine. Yeah, that's, that's it's wild to think about. That's cr- So the Nuge is the longest serving. That can't be right. It's like, oh, I'm an old man on campus here. Nuge rolling around with his chin hair. Yeah, and despite being box. the youngest man in the dressing room here, I am the longest serving oiler. You know what that's kind of like? That's kind of like the guy doing the victory lap after high school that comes back. Like, I'm in grade 13, everyone. I, I know we're still kind of the same. Check but- out these subwoofers <laughs> I bought over the summer on my whip. It would be amazing if there was none of the Oilers from that era when they eventually do win. I think one thing that this has taught me, like, this last five years is, like, because we sat down and recombined the Oilers' lines how many times to try and make one and one equal ten. At the end of the day, every year there's a new class of draftsmen coming into the league, and every year I think there's that pressure from younger, better players that are going to push you out. And even if the Oilers cock up the entire thing for a decade, finally lightning strikes for a fourth time and now everything's fine. Who do you guys think will be the unsung hero this year? Whereas Pat Maroon last year went out and scored 27, nobody expected him to do it. Who would be that guy for you who maybe is kind of flying under the radar? Would, that 
Would it possibly is is Mark Latestu still flying under the radar? Oh, I love Latestu. Yeah, I don't think so. Like, because that's the one that really kind of jumped out to me. He scored some big goals on special teams for the Oilers as well. Like, mm-hmm. He's he's their Swiss Army knife, right? Oh, yeah. So that could be one. And he celebrated when he scored in the preseason too, which I kind of like. I like a vet that's like, I gotta show these kids what's up, and then scores a goal in the preseason and celebrates. Show them who's boss. Oh, so yeah. if, if I can't go with Latestu, unsung hero, hey. It's tough because I don't think we've lost enough players from last year to, like, it won't be a surprise. Like, remember Desharnay's OT? Was it OT in the playoffs? Yep. Oh, no, that's an unsung hero. Yep. Who's going to be that this year? Yeah. Um, I think we're looking to someone on the bottom line. Could be a guy like UC Oakland, right? What if he can stay healthy and just yeah. plays in all 82 games and, and really room, just stay healthy, right? There's gets, room for the clutch goal hero yeah, guy, right? Like, yeah. you might not be the top scorer, of course not, you're not named Connor McDavid, and you're not going to be the top sniper, you're not named Leon, but like, you might get that greasy OT goal in that game four. Remembers. Exactly. Yeah, that everyone remembers. That's maybe one for, for me, Wani, is there one that jumps out? I think it's going to be a hard year to have unsung heroes, because I don't think the level of love and attention we're paying to this squad, nothing's getting by nobody, and you know, like you said about Maroon, I think there's a lot of downside risk for a guy like Pat Maroon, right? Whereas I feel like uh, no one's really going to sneak up on us this year, because we got... I feel like a guy like Slepyshev could kind of come out of nowhere. Do you know what I mean? He really did come out of nowhere just to begin with, right? He was kind of sneaky good in the playoffs. You go and throw a hit, score a big goal. He just, just fresh number today I saw on Twitter. What's he rocking? Uh, Jeff Petrie's 58. Oh, that covered in dust i'm sure they're like whatever well, no one will ever be dumb enough to wear this again i just thought it was so good he oh. went from 42 to 58 it's just like a really lateral move kind of on a, a sports number for me. and drake made the jump from 36 to 91 yes so make sure you have your program on opening night yeah really? make sure you have your program there's some new numbers they gotta get they gotta get we, we, we ran about it last time they gotta get uh russell off four but they gotta get benning off 83 I keep thinking Hemsky looks tremendous and he's back checking. Like, look at that, Hemsky just came out. Oh, okay, no, wait, no, that's not Hemsky. It's still just, and even kind of skates like, like just kind of a smaller body. Yeah. You know? Yes, absolutely. Uh, one other question I wanted to ask you guys about the upcoming Edmonton Oilers season is: there's still so many questions out there. I'll I'll edit this out. I did have a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want this edited out. Yeah, this I is like great. I like the space. This is what broadcasting went... live is like. We're oh, not live. Man. What? Well, we're not? That You just got stood up on the one-yard line, Mr. <laughs> Jets. <laughs> it's one of my biggest fears Like when I start asking a question. like I hope I remember before I start asking. It was something Euler-related. Well, you just it? give the generic sports question. Like, you think they're going to give it all or they're 100%? <laughs> uh, well, I'm, <laughs> Are they going to get pucks deep, you think? What boy, do you figure? there is egg all over my face right now. Maggio with the rouge. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. Well, let's start thinking about those prop bets that we were talking about last week, which is kind of I, Tell me about the prop bets. I'm in super into bets. Well, I don't know. Majo is apparently having some well, sort of cerebral event over there. I can't remember yeah, anything. Yeah, I know. I'm just right. But there like, is... Prop bets? I don't remember saying prop bets. Uh, do you think there is... Do you think Peter Shirley at one point in the season makes a major trade? And by major trade, I mean, does he trade someone whose jersey is popular with the fans? Does that happen this season? And I thought of my other question. Let's come back. So, hold on. Let's okay. come back and do this at the end of the season. Listen to ourselves yes. and then yell at ourselves. All right. Yeah. Okay, future selves. We're doing a thing to start the season off. It's like a time capsule. Will Peter Torelli make a surprising trade of somebody of significance during this season? I say no. I say yes. I also say yes. Really? Will the Nuge be playing here at the end of the season? At the end of the season, yes. At the yes. end of the regular at season. At the beginning of next season, no. I'm I'm heartbroken. Mash Nuge, I think he just I think he sticks around. Yeah, in the long run? I think he sticks around, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, I do. What I've heard though, um, is that 
he's a really selfless guy in the sense that when McClellan said, listen, this is Connor and Leon's team now. He's yeah. Like, Whatever you need. Wow. He is he selfless. He gave away like, all of his no! facial hair. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like, could you have seen, and sorry, t- sorry, Tay Tay, but could you have seen Taylor Hall? Oh, he's like, not listening either. Don't you worry. You know what? Connor and Leon's team, no problem. I'll take a backseat. No fucking chance. No chance. No chance. It, I think Nugent Hopkins really just shows the old saying, like, just happy to be here. You know, I want to contribute to this team's success. I want to be here. Whatever you need me to do, if you need me to play, like, Nugent Hopkins will be in the bottom six at some point. When's the last time Nugent Hopkins played in the bottom six? Well, and this is ultimately, I'm afraid, why he's going to have to go elsewhere. I don't want him to, but you can't have Nugent Hopkins playing in your bottom six. I'd love to see him with Connor. Yeah. Why haven't we seen him on the wing? For an extended period of time. I'd love to see him with Connor. Those two would be like some kind of Vulcan mind meld with each other. They get a guy on there who can score. Just yes. keep your goddamn stick on the ice, Vulcan and they will fucking light you up. Yes. That's what I want to see. Skate to the front of the net, put your stick down, and just put your head down. That's all you need to do to play with those wings. Because you know what? If if Nugent Hopkins, that's six million bucks, is playing first line right wing, then all of a sudden the cap hint's not really such of an issue, is it? That's very true. I thought of the question I was going to ask. Go ahead. Who has Who produces more offensively? Patrick Maroon or Milan Lucic? Oh, oh good question. Yes, See? Good question. Now you're back in there. That's a boy, Maj. Good for you. That's what it was. There we are. There we are. Uh, like, Lucic's even strength numbers were way, 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 way down last year. True. But Luch had to have the unfortunate disadvantage of not getting to play with Connor, yep, absolutely. whereas Pat Maroon got to play with Connor and will continue to play with Connor. I think he's going to start that way for sure, at least. I think, I think that top line has earned the right to start together again, but is it going to be the big rig or Luch? I'm going to say Lucic outscores him this year. I think that, like what Majo said, is his five on five numbers were atrocious last year, and it just for his his NHL history, it just doesn't make sense that they would stay that low. So I think he's going to get a bump, and I think that uh, Maroon's going to get a small step back. So I'm I th- I'm talking like one or two goals here either side. I don't want to ever bet against Anthony's dad. Now, I'm sure <laughs> Milan has nice children as well, but they're not quite on the bench doing secret handshakes and shit. So uh, I'll go with Pat. Do you think he's got 27 in him again? Oh, sure. As long so? as 97's got 97 that, in him. That is very true. It's just where skates have a stick and keep your eyes fucking open. But How the, hard is this? The thing, too, about Maroon is I think he's a guy who is aware of the situation he is in right now mm. and how hard he is working to stay in that situation, but he's earning the right to stick he around. He looks skinny. Yeah. Does he look skinny to anyone else? He, yeah, looks, he looks skinny. Yeah. Jacked. Yeah, I was talking to um, I was talking to Gregor, actually, and he said that the the kind of pudginess that was in his face is all gone, and he's just shredded. He's oh, just yeah. pure muscle. And oh, was, shit. Was like, mm, yes. But I think it just goes to the fact that he realizes if he was exactly the same way now that he was when the Oilers traded for him, like you maybe wouldn't even be in the league anymore. Right It'd be now. interesting to think about like the speech that they give to a guy like that the way out. Like, well, it's up to you, my man. You can either yeah. grow another <laughs> leg in the off season, or uh, you ain't playing with Connor come September. Like, which, which Oiler had the toughest exit meeting? Do you think last year could it have been maybe possibly Jordan Eberle? That's why he's no longer here. I bet Eberle had a bad one, and I bet a guy like Nuge didn't have a great one last year. I think they probably told him, listen. You're going to play center. You need to win a goddamn face-off here, mm. Nugent. And he's just like, well, I don't know how to do it. And they're like, well, you better figure it out. You better go hire somebody. Yeah. We're paying you six million clams for you to win some face-offs. Exactly. And he's like, all right. <laughs> he's like, you leave the ponies away for yeah. a little while. And you Stay go work the on the track, that. Exactly. Scarface. <laughs> I just be a great nickname for R&H, by the way. They just call him Scarface. <laughs> but anyways, yes. I don't think that the Nuge is an attitude problem one iota. No, I, no, I don't think so at all. I think it was more just a per- strictly performance, we need more from you kind of thing. Yeah, whereas I feel like, you know, Eberly, despite being a 
golden god, um, I mean, his playoffs were so disappointing, right? Like, I was more excited to be there than he was. Now, granted, I was very excited and can't do backwards crossovers, so it is of no consequence how excited I am, but I just didn't feel like he was necessarily dialed in, whereas I didn't feel like the Nuge had any... There was nothing wrong with the Nuge. But he then just didn't score. Listening to Gregor the other day, he was, I hadn't talked to him in a little while and certainly don't listen to his show because I don't get AM radio on my smart TV. But he was like, I don't know how you idiots love the Nuge. Two years, a guy hasn't done shit, and everybody loves him still. I'm like, oh, what? <laughs> Fuck you. Of course, yeah. you can't say that to him. No, he'd hurt you. No. Wow. He did. He's right outside. I have a surprise. <laughs> no, He's not listening right now. I hope I hope the Nuge has a bounce back here. Yeah, and I think there's a lot, there's a lot of players that like a lot went right last year, but not everything went right last year for the Oilers. Like Nugent Hopkins is struggling. We'll see if we'll see if those guys can figure it out. Or so else. who will underperform this year relative to expectations? Who's going to have a down year? I know we just chatted about him, and I know he has the opportunity, but I I don't think Maroon has twenty seven goals in him. I think he's still got twenty in him, but I don't think he is what we saw last year. Because remember too, he did cool off for a stretch. Oh sure. So that's just the one. I think he'll still be a very important part of this team. But I just I just don't think Patrick Maroon will have a twenty seven. Season. If Alexander Selivanov taught us anything, it's the, it, the important thing to do is score as many goals as you can by the All-Star break, then go stone cold, saving all your energy for playoffs, which eventually don't occur. I think that my underperform, and I, I hate to say it, but I think it's going to be some contract weight and trying to do too much. I think Drysaddle is going to have a step back, but it's only because he's trying to do too much. There's a really good question asked by, uh, I believe, Titch, uh, Rob Tichosi from Post Media. Asked Todd McClellan that question. Is, you call him Titch? That's usually what people... I have actually nickname. never heard his last name pronounced. I thought Tchaikovsky. it was Tchaikovsky. Yeah, oh. me too. I would have said Tchaikovsky. Tchaikovsky. Yeah. I'd call him Chich. <laughs> Pretty sure it's Titch. Bro, you're I the industry. Yeah, you're legit. True. You're I'll, sitting I'll ringside him. at UFC. You've been in the same room. Me and Bag right? Milker across the street, the Bottle <laughs> Depot, trying to get a signal on an old AM radio. The question he asked Todd McClellan, though, is how much... How many times do you have to tell Leon to basically just keep doing what you're doing and the contract shouldn't change much? He said, well, you have to do it with some, but I don't expect I'll have to do this with Leon that much just because he is so driven. Like, you know, like, as much as we all watch hockey and love hockey, the guys in the NHL are also massive NHL fans. Like, Leon knows the pressure that's on him. Oh, yeah. But he knows what he has to do at the same point. He knows he has to put his stick on the ice and skate towards the nets, and there's a good chance 97 will get him the puck. But I think that that's a fair concern to have about Drysdale because he's a young guy. Heck, not even young. If I'm 50 years old and you give me $9 million, I'd probably go a little crazy. Hmm. So we'll we'll see what happens at Drysdale. Note to self, don't overpay Maggio <laughs> by a factor of 18 <laughs> magnitude somehow. Please don't. Like, you still think you'll clearly have an effective season. Oh, yeah. But he's going not... to be a solid guy. I just think that he's going to put too much pressure on himself. So asking you this question, then, does he finish second in Oilers scoring? Yes. Wow. Do you think he finishes second in Oilers scoring? Oh, yeah. I Leon? Think, yeah. I think instead, like for in my head, last year he finished with seventy-seven points. This year I see him like at sixty-five, kind of thing. Do you okay. know what I mean? Yeah. And everybody's gonna get mad about it. That's the maroon drop-off. I kind of see. He got yeah. the big contract, and he's still gonna have a good year. It's just gonna be, it's gonna you know, it's gonna take him a minute. Just like, hey, I would rather Drysaddle at sixty-five points than whatever Anze Kopitar got last year at ten million bucks. He had like three goals or something. Or whatever Sam Bennett's gonna do in Calgary, right? What, play with Yager and clog up the ice? Who cares? Uh, <laughs> see, we're, I think we're all in agreement. One, two, who's going to finish third in Oilers scoring? My boy Nuge. a boy Nuge. Really? Yeah. Nuge is going to take home the bronze? I get excited like you actually know what's going to happen and you're reporting for the future. Like, no fooling bag milk, the Nuge? I feel good about it. 
My boy wow. Nuge coming in. He's going to be just under 60 points. I'll Holy say 59. Holy shit. I don't give a rat's ass about any of these other members of the news. I want to talk about how Huey Lewis is going to play next year. <laughs> I don't see any reason why Connor can't be better than he was last year in points and goals. And the yeah. power of love. Who's going to outscore who? Is Connor going to score more goals than uh, Leon, or is Leon going to outscore Connor? He's going to get more points. It's a good question. Who finishes with most goals? Connor at 30 last year, 30 and 70. I think Connor finishes around 35. <gasps> and I think Dreisaitl gets to 30. I still think Connor leads the team in goals. Uh, me 30, too. 35, and I can see Dreisaitl getting 30. Lucic Maroon around 25. You could have Connor one. What I need Connor to do is, Connor, I know you're listening to this. Of course you are. Why no, no, he? he's not listening. Of course he's not. No, no Gregor, one's listening. Connor, nope. <laughs> who else is listening? Uh, boy, Taylor Hall's listening to my this. My boy Chitch ain't listening. <laughs> he, ain't, he doesn't know nothing about nothing. Connor, I know you're listening yeah. to this. Nude. I just, of course, oiled up that glorious piece of marble you call Unbelievable. Call a rig. I just need you to know how good you are, pal. Oh, yeah. I just need you to believe how good you are. Mm-hmm. I believe it. Oh, yeah. When you shoot as much as I know you want to shoot. Mm-hmm. You're gonna get. You're gonna. He's gonna do the Crosby thing where he goes up to fifty. That's gonna happen. It may not happen this year, but it's going to happen. It is going to happen. I had a buddy who was like, "Yeah, we're talking about how great Leon is at the chop, and uh, we all agreed that he's gonna outscore Connor." Like, I will bet all of you one hundred dollars that Connor McDavid <laughs> will score more goals. I don't care if five thousand people work at your company. I don't care if you have a dollar for every one of Finning's one point four million parts of the spare. Connor is going to outscore goals and points, Leon. Tell you what, boys, we'll take another quick timeout, and then when we come back, we'll talk shit about the other six Canadian teams. You guys like that? Oh, yeah. Always. They're the worst. Mm-hmm. This is a real-life podcast brought to you by Finning Canada. A lot of parts to serve you. It's late, and you just finished a full day work. Your equipment is done for the day, and tomorrow bright and early, you start all over again. You know what you need to keep it running smoothly, but there's not a break in the schedule to make that happen. With over 1.4 million cat parts at your fingertips on parts.cat.com, getting that part just became easier. Any device, anytime, anywhere. Get what you need, when you need it. Order today. Parts.cat.com Alright, let's talk some shit about the other six Canadian teams. Oh. Vancouver Canucks, never heard of them. No. They're going to be terrible. Are they going to be the worst team in the league? Worst Canadian team. But are they going to be in the running for And I feel bad for my boy Gagne West in Vancouver. Like that. that was weird. I didn't like that. What? It was upsetting. Seeing Sam Gagne in a Canucks jersey. Fine, he's still getting money. His no, beautiful wife and children are Sam being... Gagne is on the Canucks and Zach Cashin is on the Oilers. And you know what's funny? If I was thinking about this the other day. If Cassian <laughs> runs over Gagne now, it would be like, yeah, that's what you get. Like, nobody cares. We have fully flipped sides Cassian on this. went after Taylor Hall and the building went nuts last year, right? Yeah. So oh, yeah. it would be interesting. The Canucks, yeah, they're not going to be very good. I, I do honestly feel bad for head coach Travis Green, who's waited years and years and years to get a head coaching job. And then, like, Take this pile of crap. That's fine. You're still in the NHL. I'm going to go ahead and believe you Travis Green is a coach, Majo. <laughs> yes, he is. I thought you said the Canucks did not exist two seconds ago. Yeah, go ahead. Never heard of them. Canucks, terrible. Awful. I They're mean, not going to be good. Are the Canucks going to retire the Sedins at the same minute? Are they going to go wire to wire their entire careers together? And they're like, but Henrik doesn't want to requ- retire. Only Daniel. And they're like, too bad. You're both done. <laughs> It'd be great if one just wants to hang around a little exactly. bit longer. That would like, be kind of funny. But Daniel, we had two more years. We agreed. And then we'll go live in a tent together and hold hands and kiss secretly. I could, I could see, honestly, them retiring on the ice and then a banner going up. Like, honestly, right away. And then they just walk into the sunset. And we never hear from them again. Do you think there'll be any segment of Canucks fans that are upset with them for not saying, okay, trade me for pieces? Guaranteed. Guaranteed like there was with uh, Matt Sundin yeah. in Toronto? Guaranteed there's going to be some Canuck fans that are pissed. At, and But 
I kind of I'm with the Sedins on this one. Even more importantly, did you see that photo of the guy who lives next to one of the Sedins and he was taking a selfie over the fence and one of their little faces was popping up? <laughs> no. no, you didn't see that. No. no. Oh, there's some guy. Uh, I swear, Canucks Army reposted it, and you're in charge of them indirectly <laughs> under your massive machine of staff. <laughs> no, they took a photo, and some guy was like, "That face when a Sedin is your neighbor," and he's taking a photo, and I think he's got like a bobblehead or something of I don't know which Sedin it is. Obviously, you have to genetically compare them to tell who's who, but he lives beside a Sedin and his little head popped up over the <laughs> fence. It's cute. He looked like Wilson on uh, Home Improvement. See, that's good. I, I like that they appreciate that kind of just... The Sedins, by all accounts, are wonderful gentlemen, yeah. and we like to make fun of them because they weren't our twins, and if they were our twins, <laughs> we would love our twins, yeah, but... This is what being in the toilet for 10 years and now being at the penthouse, not the outhouse, you get to be smug and shit on people. So go fuck yourself, Canucks. Which leads us to the next scene, the Calgary Flames. They can also go fuck themselves. Yeah. Agreed. We're not going to spend too much time. How many elderly people need to be on the ice and how many, like, my God in heaven, your arena could collapse mid-season, burying Yager in an arena, which is probably the only way he's going to be entombed. I like that they had uh, goaltending issues last year and they thought Mike Smith was the answer. And Eddie Lack, don't worry. Oh, it's fantastic. It is funny, Yager's older than that arena. Like, let's be very clear. That makes sense. He is. I thought it was amazing that Yager got drafted the same year as Keith Kachuk, and now he's going to be line mates with his son. Some Gordie Howe shit right To be fair, anybody over 30 is older than that arena. I'm just doing the math in my head. I'm like, (laughs) he is old. Wait a minute. The 88 Olympics? Let's see. Calgary, those weird bear mascots? Uh, Yeah. So, I don't know. They're crap. Calgary, crap. Winnipeg Jets. Now, I like the Winnipeg Jets secretly because I'm so happy Winnipeg got their team back and my sister and brother live out there and it's the good times. What happens, though, and I kept told us when the Jets came back, I think eventually we might see some sort of division realignment that sees all the Canadian teams in the same division, all the Western Canadian teams. No, they couldn't put all the Canadian teams. All the Western Canadian teams. Because it is weird that the Jets are in a different division. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what happens? It's probably because they're thinking Adam Silver eight moves ahead like (laughs) you. (laughs) Every franchise is a checker on a board that only you know how it works out. But I do feel like a lot of people in Edmonton do have a soft spot for the Jets. Yeah. But what happens, let's say in five years, they do realign the divisions, and you're now beating the shit out of the Jets in the playoffs. Oh, super easy. Uh, Fuck those guys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it's, gonna, it's us or them. Fuck mm-hmm. them. Patrick Liney is a pretty fun player. To Fuck that guy. Him. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, he is a good player. Uh, do we even need to spend time on the East? Yes, of Kerry, course. Kerry, Everybody needs a good fuck you from us to start the year. Carey Price, Canadians, how we feel about them? Shout out to uh, former Oiler hero and only reason to watch for arguably a long time, Alex Hemsky for landing in Montreal. Good for him. Hemsky yeah. and Price and Petrie. Petrie. Oh, yeah. I guess. That's, that's, and da- uh, Brandon Davidson, shout out to Davey. Yes. Good, good guy, Davey. Oh, he's not listening. There you go. He Brandon Davidson, I know you're listening no, to this. No, that's not true. <laughs> what are the odds the Canadians fire Claude Julien and bring back Michel Therrien? Oh, good one. How that's many other French coaches are out there, though? I think they really limit their I feel their like they have pool. such a talent pool. It's like, well, do we need a good NHL coach? Yeah, but he really needs to speak French <laughs> to RDS, so that's who we're really playing with here. Uh, Toronto... I secretly like the Leafs, not because I want to see them take one point out of our pocket, but I think it's good for the league that Matthews and co. are good. I think people in Toronto are amazing hockey fans, if they're not complete and total douchebags, and they deserve to have a good team. I hope the Leafs do well, and I hope one day the Oilers meet them in the playoffs, which would mean the Cup, and after the third shellacking in a row, the franchise disbands before Game 4, and Gary Bettman gives the Oilers the Cup on like the tarmac of the airport because <laughs> they don't even have to land in Toronto to close the fucker out. I'm awesome. l- I'm looking forward to Matthews, Marner, and Nylander all having good years, so they all need big contracts. 
and they get the Leafs in cap trouble because I heard it all summer from the guys at <laughs> Leafs Nation. I heard it all summer about cap troubles. Well, yours are about 12 months away, my friends. I hope they all have fantastic years. <laughs> and close on the nation's capital. Eric Carlson has a bionic ankle, Yeah, apparently. Like he got a bone taken out of his ankle. Can you have a bone taken out of your ankle and not like flop over like a late stage game of Jenga? This is just me. Like I played a lot of Operation in my day. I oh, didn't yeah. know the lady. Was... I assume. Hello, yeah, hello. I was That's uh... a doctor, not Operation. I'm just <laughs> piecing that together in my own mind. Why do they always want to play proctologist <laughs> with me? I don't get. It. I didn't know there was more than one bone in an ankle, so I yeah. I just assume he's just kind of like bobbleheading from the ankle down. I'd never given it much thought because the minute I heard bone, I just start giggling, and my brain doesn't <laughs> even like try to decipher further parts of that sentence. We could do an hour just based on the lower body injuries to Eric Carlson. Remember when his like Achilles was stepped on and he came ah. back like freakishly? Like that man is a freak of nature. Wanya, could you name five Ottawa Senators? Easily. <laughs> All right, Radic Bunk, <laughs> Alexander Dag, <laughs> Craig Anderson, that weird lion that's the mascot. He surely must have played enough time <laughs> to qualify as a senator. And Eric Carlson, there beautiful, you go. nailed it. Yeah. Congratulations, Spezza. Yes. No, he's in Dallas. That was a trick. Damien, Damien Rhodes. You guys remember Damien Rhodes going way back? I remember Damien Rhodes, of course. Shout out to Chris Phillips. Chris Phillips. Isn't he still there? No, he's long retired. No, that's impossible. I just checked my Beckett card <laughs> monthly the other day. Oh, my God, it's 2017. Still going strong. Ron Tugnut. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tugger, Patrick yes. Laleem. Patrick Laleem. Fantastic. Remember when he won 17 games in a row to start his career? We were all like, oh. <gasps> It's Patrick Waugh. He's the other Patrick. But then you realized he wasn't the other Patrick. See, when, I think of Patrick, Patrick. when I think of Patrick Laleem, I think of those really bad playoff goals he let in. Oh, he was that when he picked up his... No, Roman Chechmonic picked up his glove, right? Was that yeah. the Roman Chechmonic. <laughs> Man. Do you remember that when he like yes. he lost his glove and he like bent over <laughs> in the gameplay and they just rifled it over his head? <laughs> Who just made a barehanded save in preseason? Was it... Uh... Roman Chechmonic? No, I wish. Okay. Roman Ch- no, a pl- didn't a goalie make a barehanded preseason? This God, is. I hope not. I'm getting secondhand information from my roommate. It was like, did you see? You see? No, who the hell? Nobody made a barehanded. I'm going to kick some asses when I get home, and he- I guarantee my roommate is listening. Liar. You know that guy's agent called him right after. What are you doing? Yeah. Dude? Barehand in the preseason? Moron. Get out of here. Exactly. So is Methot still a senator? The, the dude, that's the guy that Crosby chopped yeah. his finger off. I nine and a half fingers. So no, he's still he's a guy. In, uh, he's, he's in Vegas now, isn't he? Yes. He is. is he? Damn it! Ah, I know it's nine and a half fingers to Vegas. All right, let's keep thinking. Going uh, down the list. Opening night Wednesday night, boys. <laughs> it is finally here. Opening night. Oilers finally. have the shortest off season. Oiler fans have had in ten years. Yeah, but it's and felt it seemed like, like it took long. forever. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, just because bad things are happening every 30 seconds and every week feels like a month <laughs> right now. <laughs> that is. That's actually a very good point. Before we wrap up. Nation opening night party? Nation launch party launch coming party. up next Saturday, the 7th, at the Pint downtown. Mm-hmm. Uh, it starts at 6 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Team plays in Vancouver that night. We've got a lot of stuff to give away. we got Nation gear prizes. We've got jerseys to give away. We're going to raise a bunch of money for the victims of last Saturday's um, thing. thing. And I'm just bringing this on you guys right now, but I will be there. No! I am. I will be there. I'm just breaking news. No I will kidding. leave the Mark Cave. It's been a while since we had a Majo. I will put party. MLB The Show on pause wow. for two hours. 
and I will come out. Your courage. The last time I was at the pine with you guys was the first time people have ever actually chanted my name. Mm. And I felt like a pro wrestler. Why? What like, happened? What'd you do? I think everyone was just rowdy after they drafted Connor and I was doing yeah. an interview. I think it was with Chris. He was doing like a quick interview and they were chanting my name and it was, I think about that when I get sad. <laughs> I really do. It was in that back room. It was great. It was going to be fun. A lot of things have happened in the pint that I like to think about when I get sad too. <laughs> great, great things. No, we're going to have it. It's going to be amazing. It's Saturday night. Saturday night, 6 o'clock. It's going you down. You be that. You be there. You be square. It's good to have the gang back together, boys. Yeah, it's good times. I'm looking forward to the season ahead, boys. I'm looking forward to picking things apart, being called out on not knowing stuff. <laughs> There's a great, great year ahead of us. I'm looking forward to Let's it. Let's get after it. We'll listen to this at the end of the year. Note to me at the end of the season, how much alcohol did I have during the year? And did that waitress in the loge steal my credit <laughs> card in game 41 like I think she did? Can you actually keep track of how many beers you drink watching the Oilers? Well, Can when you I walked like in this year, the lady lit up with a 50-star smile <laughs> to the point. She goes, oh, good, you guys are back this year. So if that was any indication, I think I'm one of her favorites. We should get one of those little old school clickers. Yeah, you know what I mean, like like, yeah. like like baseball to keep track of the pitch count. That's yeah. what we need for you. Just they show me like in Stars Air Ambulance being winched over to the University Hospital after the Oilers win the cup. Like look at that bloated blogger carcass. <laughs> His big mitt has got a 800 drink <laughs> clicker lodged in it. I think that's something we should keep track of. And it starts on Wednesday night. I can't wait. Finally. Bag Next mode. time we see each other, we'll have a regular season to dissect. We'll have a party to dissect Finally. as well. Unbelievable. Bagmo, good to see you again, man. Thanks, boys. Good to be back. Bonnier. Yeah. Sadden, you're not married. <laughs> no. We didn't I, I heard that was a theory. That, I heard that was a theory. No, we it did will, not happen. We'll get to more of that next week. <laughs> boys, this was fun. We'll do it next week. See you then. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.